Welcome to The Perfect Storm, a bi-weekly podcast for business executives and cybersecurity professionals. Industry veterans Michael Markulek and Matthew Webster chat with guests about the latest cyber news, threats, and trends, and how all of it impacts their businesses. Harbor Technology Group is a cybersecurity consulting firm that offers advisory services to the SMB. Harbor believes by taking a proactive rather than reactive approach to cybersecurity, business leaders can develop a cybersecurity program that will address external requirements, exceed client expectations, and ultimately take their organization to the next level. Harbor's innovative processes are based on industry standard frameworks that are tailored to meet the needs of small and medium-sized businesses. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to our initial podcast. Uh, I'm Matt Webster, one of the co-founders of Harbor Technology Group, and I'm joined by my business partner, Michael Markulek. Um, He and I started the company about five and a half years ago. We decided to start a podcast, uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago to really talk about, you know, what industry is facing, uh, specifically mid-sized businesses, small and mid-sized businesses are facing uh, in and around cybersecurity. Uh, we want to change it, not just make it about cyber. We're going to have guests every week, so it's not going to be just Michael and me speaking. Um, it will be you know, our guests, you know, industry leaders, whether it be a CIO or CTO of a company, business owner, maybe a, a product vendor, talking about, first and foremost, their business, uh, a little bit about what they do, and then more applicable to the, to the cyber theme will be... Uh, conversation about how they manage risk, how they're managing cybersecurity, what do they see as their biggest challenges, um, how often are they talking about uh, cyber at the board level, et cetera, and et cetera, et cetera. We're t- really trying to make it relevant for uh, the lay user and not make it too uber nerdy um, in, the, in the cyberspace. Um, I would like to say uh, thanks for our intro. Michael, I think you'll agree our, our intro is super cool, our intro music. Uh, yes. You know, both uh, the the voiceover as well as the background music. Uh, thanks to uh, Kate Linehan and Tom Marshall for for the help there. Uh, Michael, why don't you tell us a little bit about Harbor? Yeah. So um, as you mentioned, uh, we we came together about five five and a half years ago uh, to form Harbor Technology Group, really focused on solving the problem around cybersecurity for the small and medium sized enterprise. Uh, both Matt and I come with decades of experience in the uh, government sector, financial service sector, uh, large enterprise, and have brought a lot of the processes, uh, the technology, uh, the frameworks, kind of the building blocks, uh, down to small and medium-sized businesses. I, I tell people all the time that you know Bank of America and, and First Bank, uh, which is over here in New Jersey, um, face the same regulatory uh, issues. They, they have to comply with the same regulatory controls. Um, the difference is, is Bank of America has almost unlimited resources and, and First Bank is obviously more limited in terms of both their internal expertise around cybersecurity as well as their ability to um, attract uh, outside talent. So it's just a, a challenge that's ever increasing and we see it you know, today. We saw it with the the Colonial Pipeline a couple of weeks ago, 
Um, we continue to see business email compromise and ransomware and data breaches um, targeting the small and medium-sized businesses. So it's a tremendous problem and something that uh, you know, we're really diligent about helping our clients solve. Um, with that, uh, you know, I don't know if I could throw it back to you, Matt, to kind of talk a little bit about the regulatory frameworks. I mean, you've been doing a lot of work around CMMC for defense contractors, a lot of work with uh, financial services around the New York State Cybersecurity Regulation, DFS 500. Um, maybe just a quick comment or two on the regul regulations that small and medium businesses are facing. Yeah, it's, uh, it reads like the laundry, or a, a little bit of alphabet soup, as we joke about. Um, there are a, uh, a litany of regulations that, as you, as you mentioned, uh, apply to both uh, small uh, firms as well as, as large multinationals. Um, I, I think what we see, and I think you'd agree, when we have conversations with uh, a, a portion of our client base, um, those that are highly regulated, it's really about checking the regulatory boxes, or at least it has been in the past. Um, you know, obviously, if you have to be PCI compliant, you have to be PCI compliant. If you, you know, have to adopt um, and adhere to HIPAA, the security rule, you have to do these things. I mean, there's just there's too much financial risk um, associated with not doing them. Uh, that being said, as we say all the time, being compliant, uh, what it doesn't do is ensure that you're secure. Um, it certainly does all the right things, um, and, and the, the regulatory bodies are trying to do the right things uh, by requiring firms do this work and take these right steps. But you know, the compliance is a trailing. It, it's a trailing indicator. It's a it's a trailing framework. It's a trailing uh, model. It, it, it's not out in front of what's happening today uh, as it applies to to security. You know. It, there are, uh, you know, NERC, well, NERC doesn't apply to, to Colonial Pipeline, but there are regulations that apply to critical infrastructure. Um, those regulations, again, try to adapt to and, and are written in a way to uh, ensure security. But, but the hackers out there are, are, are more advanced than that. They're working more quickly than the, the, the compliance and framework regulations can, can keep up. So we really talk about that that security and cybersecurity in general needs to be a combination of making sure you're adhering to the regulations, of course, but also doing the right things. And, and that that overlap between security and, and compliance is great, but you need to, to consider the outliers and uh, how you properly secure the data. Yeah, that, that's a real challenge for small and medium-sized businesses. Um, you know, they, they tend to, to either be driven from the compliance side, where they may be checking boxes and putting in place you know, policies and procedures that are not, you know, actually being followed so that they can, so that they can pass a compliance audit and, and real security where you have organizations that are, you know, working diligently to protect their critical assets, whether those assets be, you know, credit card information, um, employee information, or even protected client information. So that overlap of security and compliance in a lot of cases is, is very small. Um, and one of the things that we're trying to do for our clients is help bring that overlap, that, that, that Venn diagram of security and compliance into, into more, more overlap, more coverage. Um, right. and, and I think you know, that leads itself to being both cost effective and easier to implement for a lot of our clients. 
yeah, more repeatable, more scalable as they grow their business, et cetera. And then you throw on top of it, and this is where I think especially small, mid-sized businesses get confused, or not confused, but maybe frustrated is the right word, throw privacy on top of it all. So, you know, using HIPAA as an example, um, HIPAA has the, the privacy side and the security side rules that, that apply. We, we all think about HIPAA. If, you, if you're not a doctor or don't run a doctor's office, you think about HIPAA as the documents you sign when you go in to you know, have your knee uh, scoped like you have to have done in a couple of weeks, Marco. Although that's probably a HIPAA violation for me saying that you... Probably. Right, right. <laughs> um, but as you, as you sign all the documents that you know, they'll protect your information, et cetera, and then that's the privacy rule side. Then there's the security rule side which is you know, the doctor's office or the hospital or the insurance company will do X, Y, and Z to protect your data. These, control, these certain types of controls will be put into place. Most regulations don't talk about privacy that way. So they, they, they add a level of complexity when you start thinking about privacy as it relates to both security and compliance. You, know, you have GDPR, which is a European-based uh, privacy regulation as well as CCPA and the state of Washington is going to release something soon. Many states will. We could have an overarching privacy policy in the U.S. I mean, I think these, this is what makes cyber and, and data security and data privacy so complicated is um, it's, a, it's a wildly complex landscape for, you know, if you're a company that just wants to build software or pour concrete or, uh, you know, market for the pharma industry, whatever it might be, um, it's wildly complex to, to, to try to adhere to all the compliance regulations, making sure that you're doing the right things from a privacy perspective as well as a security perspective. It's really, really hard for, for the companies, even with the best intentions, to, to do so. Yeah, I, I'd agree that it, it's difficult for them. One of the issues is that businesses really haven't put the same rigor around or the same controls around information security, data security, as they have around you know their finances, right? You know, GAP is an accepted set of controls. You know, we have auditors that come in and and you know look at the you know financial controls, measure those financial controls within an organization, and businesses accept that, right? Businesses have you know from small small businesses to large multinational publicly traded firms. They all play by the same rules, right? They all put the same, you know, emphasis on, you know, financial controls. But yet we treat cybersecurity, we treat IT as some kind of black art, right? right? As some kind of, you know, technology problem. And one of the things we make quite clear at Harbor is this is not a technology problem. This is not something you solve with a, a new piece of software. This is not something your IT guy does. Cybersecurity, information security is really a management problem. It's about putting in place proper controls and proper systems to protect your business. Right? Yeah, totally agree. I, in fact, just this morning I was uh, on a call with a client uh, where they're virtual chief information security officer. So, so adding my, uh, my expertise in and around cyber as well as compliance, we're uh, you know, answering a third-party risk management questionnaire. Um, basically, one of their clients is saying, what are you doing to protect yourself? And we'll, we'll, I'm certain we'll talk about what TPRM is down the road in some other podcasts. Anyhow, was on with their general counsel 
their call it their CTO and uh, one of their tech leads. And I mean, it was clear the conversation, how the conversation was going, which is, okay, here's question A, you know, thou shall do X, Y, or Z, or Z. Um, and, you know, myself and the general counselor are like, okay, so we know that the technology can solve this, but we need to put the policy and processes in place from a business perspective where the tech person is like, well, wait a minute, how can we do that? That's really, really challenging. We're like, no, the, the tech will get sorted out. The IT component of it is, is, is the small component. It's the business side, the, the management side of, of the cyber practice that becomes more of a challenge. I think that's where, that's where a lot of, especially small and mid-sized businesses get caught up that they, you know, they, they throw, it to the, uh, throw it to the IT guy and, and capable or not, that, 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 that person um, is maybe at a loss on what the business should be doing to solve an, uh, a cyber problem. They, they, you know, they put up a nice firewall, they run some antivirus, they do some vulnerability scanning, they do all the tech things that are necessary. But oh, by the way, the, the leadership team is not talking about the impacts of these vulnerabilities that they have in their software on, on, their, on their, their business operations and not really fully understanding um, that there's a bigger problem that, that IT can't really solve. Right. And, and I think that comes, you know, that's highlighted in the Verizon breach report every year. Totally. Where, where the number shows that, you know, in excess of 90% of all cyber related incidents start with a human doing something wrong, right? Whether it be uh, clicking on a, a phishing email, going to a site that has drive by malware, um, you know, reusing the same password for their corporate accounts that they use on their on their PayPal or on their, you know, on their AOL account. Um, and as we've seen time and time again, you know, Google gets hacked, Yahoo gets hacked, and you know, what they steal is email addresses and passwords, and then they test those passwords against every other system that's out there to try and exploit uh, and, and gain access to uh, email servers or to financial information. So it, it, at some level, it's a human problem. And like most human problems, it really needs to be addressed with good policies, good procedures, and good management, right? right. We just can't send the IT guys into the basement um, you know, with, with, with limited funds and in a lot of cases, limited training and expect them to come up with some cybersecurity miracle for the business. <laughs> exactly it so uh, Michael what, what, leave people with and I should have said at the outset that we're, we're trying to keep these podcasts to a reasonable amount of time like 15 20 minutes um, uh, you know give or take a, a couple of minutes um, so give us a give us a golden nugget on something businesses might be able to do today to make themselves more secure than they were yesterday sure I, you know a, a couple that come to mind very easily and I you know, I talk about ransomware and how to prevent ransomware uh, to industry groups, to the groups of CEOs. You know, I'll talk about ransomware with a, a bunch of you know middle schoolers uh, at the local middle school. Ransomware is one of the biggest problems we face, both as individuals and and, and as small and medium-sized enterprises, or even large, or even large. You know, colonial, you know, the colonial yeah. pipeline. Three things, right? Train your employees. Make sure that they know how to use their systems and you have an acceptable use policy that outlines that. You know, back up your data. It's not hard. We'll go into future podcasts where we talk about, you know, backup and disaster recovery. But, you know, back up your data, whether it's, you know, my wife's pictures of the dog or, 
you know, the financial information um, about your business. And then finally, run good endpoint protection, right? You know, we can solve a lot of these problems with, you know, endpoint protection, antivirus, anti-malware. And for the most part, it's free. You know, all your Windows systems come with Defender built in. Turn it on. Make sure that it's up to date. Um, and, and if you do those three things, train your employees, back up your data, and run quality endpoint protection, you're ahead of 85% of the businesses out there. Right. We always make that funny comparison that you don't have to be the fastest gazelle. You just have to be faster than the one that's running next to you, right? That's it. So I would I would add to that. And, you know, Michael and I are, this is, nothing's written down on what we're talking about. So we can laugh about how I'm correcting him uh, after the podcast. I would say one thing, you know, the Colonial Pipeline folks might say, well, we did all that. Well, they, they may have. We, we don't know. Um they don't really know how it got in. But setting all of that aside, what I also tell people is, yes, put those three controls in place, train, backup, and protect, but also run tests on it. Make sure that that what you're doing, uh, that if there is an incident, you you have a way to respond and recover, an incident response plan. And, and when those plans are in place, test the plans. Make sure that they're working like you would be expected. It doesn't have to be... A, 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 a hard exercise to perform the testing. Just do some testing because if you, if you don't test it and you just depend on these systems that you've put into place and you've never tested them, you don't know what's gonna come out the other side. So with that said, uh, we'll wrap up for this week's podcast. We'll, uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna do a podcast every two weeks. This will be the last time that Michael and I are just talking together. Uh, in the future, it'll be uh, one of us with a guest. Um, we're also going to ask each of our guests, and I'm going to ask Michael, put him on the spot, for a great harbor that they like to go to and maybe a spot where they can get a good beer or a burger uh, at that harbor. Or, you know, spot on the water, really. It doesn't have to be a harbor, per se. Yeah, it, and it's funny you, you mentioned it and brought it up. Uh, you know, we, we used to put this in our newsletter. Um, and I think I might have even started on, on our newsletter with one of these. Um, one of my favorite places to go is St. John um, in, in the U.S. Virgin Islands. And, and if you get there, you know, you get to the far side of the island, uh, Coral Bay. And Car Coral Bay is just, you know, you know, pretty much the end of the Caribbean, right? You, you sit there and you can look out over the Atlantic Ocean. You know, great snorkeling, great places to just, you know, lie on the beach and absolutely relax because there is no cell coverage. There's very poor Internet and for some reason, even in the U.S., even though it's a U.S. Uh, territory, they drive on the wrong side of the road. Um, all that said, there's a bar out at the end called uh, Skinny Legs. Uh, serves a daily hamburger. You know, sometimes it's the cheesesteak hamburger. Sometimes it's the chili hamburger. You get that with a fresh, uh, a fresh beer made right there on the island from St. John's Brewery. And it's, it's absolutely perfect. So my first recommendation would be, you know, Skinny Legs in uh, Coral Bay in St. John, U.S. Virgin Islands. Well, now that we're getting to the other side of this mayhem of uh, craziness of, uh, of COVID, uh, maybe we'll go. Maybe we'll go. We, I <laughs> hope it's still there. Oh, it's still there. Okay. It's still there. Okay, cool. I follow it on Facebook. Oh, oh that's probably unsecure. <laughs> it probably is. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you soon.
Harbor's innovative processes are based on industry standard frameworks that are tailored to meet the needs of small and medium-sized businesses. We would also like to thank Tom Marshall for the original music. Yes, that Tom Marshall from Fish fame. Harbor's portfolio of services is designed to meet the cybersecurity needs of small and medium enterprises. We offer a range of services from cyber risk advisory to VCSO consulting to meet specific security requirements without putting a strain on your technology budget. If you like what you heard here, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends and colleagues. We release new podcasts every other week and are available on Spotify and Apple. You can reach us through our website if you have additional questions or suggest a great harbor we should mention on our next show.